What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Engage 8 Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, with my two co-hosts, Josh and Mike. Uh, today, it is a sad day because we're recapping our final full week of the NFL season. For some of us, it ended in heartbreak. Some of us, just disappointment in general. Some of us, still something to look forward to. May or may not be the three of us in the in the, in the the recording, but it is what it is. Uh, before we get started, I'd uh, just like to urge you guys to like and subscribe. We also have our TikTok and Spotify in the links uh, in the description down below. Uh, TikTok for more short form content and Spotify for an audio format. We also have our socials down there too. If you want to see us just make a fool of ourselves on Twitter, if you are into that. But with that out of the way, today we're going to be covering the head coaching firings because yesterday was uh, Black Monday. So we had a few of those. And then we're going to recap all of week 18. Mike, you want to get us started with uh, who got canned yesterday? Yeah, I'll start with uh, at I think it was like twelve oh two Eastern. Arthur Smith was fired from the Falcons. I didn't think they would actually do it, um, but they did it. Thank goodness Arthur Smith is gone after I think three consecutive seven and nine seasons. As expected, the Commanders fired Ron Rivera. Another just rough season. Um, really didn't have much going for him this season. And shockingly, today Mike Vrabel was fired by the Titans. Um, we had talked about this being a possibility. I didn't think it would actually happen, but it did. Uh, these three firings are on top of the already Josh McDaniels from the Raiders, Frank Reich from the Panthers, and Brandon Staley from the Chargers. So right now there are currently, I think, six head coaching jobs open. Jaguars also fired their defensive coordinator, Mike Caldwell. Yeah, I mean, the only one I – most of those are pretty expected. Um, Arthur Smith was a toss-up, except for uh, Vrabel. The Vrabel firing, I, w- I was calling for it uh, the past couple weeks. Um, I just don't really like the way he's handled the season, especially with the quarterback situation. I think he's had a lot of times where he's just gotten in his own head too much, made some rash decisions, uh, waited too long and ho- held on to Ryan Tannehill when Ryan Tannehill wasn't playing all that better than Will Levis, if at all better. And then this whole season, it just seems like every presser he's been in, every time he's dealt with the media, he just had an attitude. He's always seemed pissed off. He's almost like the the anti Dan Campbell, like they both have this like grit, like heavy man attitude, except for Dan Campbell's like the nice version of it. And Mike Vrabel is kind of like the dickhead version of it. And when you're losing and you're also being a dick to everybody in the social media or in the, in the media, it's uh it's just a bad look. Um, as a Lions fan, uh, Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson have both been uh, requested for multiple interviews. I think Ben Johnson's currently sitting at three Aaron Glenn at two. Uh, if we do lose both those guys, as much as I've hated the way the variables uh, handled himself this season, I would love variable to be the Lions DC. Uh, I don't know if he'll take a uh, a demotion uh, or if he's just going to walk into that patch job, which he probably will. But uh, assuming Bill Belichick uh, decides to step down, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but overall, nothing outside of the variable thing was really shocking to me. Yeah, I agree. The Arthur Smith one. I think a lot of us were calling for it just partly through the year because of the lack of usage of some of the superstar players on his team. So obviously, I don't think anybody was guaranteeing it. But with it happening, I think there was a lot of cheers from the Atlanta fans because uh, Bijan, Drake London and Kyle Pitts are all finally free. Hopefully they find a coach who actually utilizes their strengths. So and then uh, who's the other one? Oh, Vrabel. Uh, I still think he's a really good coach, but like you said, Josh, he just handled the season and just the losing. It really felt everything kind of went downhill since that uh, A.J. Brown trade. Just the roster just, was just depleted of talent. Uh, and obviously we saw Derrick Henry's uh, 
like little goodbye speech. It felt like at the end of the final game of the year, they will get to it later, but they upset the Jaguars in Tennessee. So kept them out of the playoffs. So he gave a nice little heartfelt goodbye saying it was some of the greatest eight years of his life. That was, that was pretty, uh, pretty cute to hear, but I'm interested to see where he probably ends up next year. But like you said, I think Vrabel will probably walk into that new England job or a job on new England, just because of the familiarity with the fan base, his ties with the organization itself. And I mean, who knows what Belichick's going to do? It could end up in like a week, maybe a day. Who who knows? Maybe while we're recording that he just decides to call it quits, but it's still really early in the week. A lot of off season left to go for us that uh, have a uh, bummy teams, but for the most part, I don't have anything else to say. Yeah. Nothing really shocking here. Uh, talk, talk, just to touch on the pages job. There's a lot of people who could be in line for that. Um, we talked about uh, Brian Flores possibly being in there, uh, Gerard Mayo possibly. So the Patriots, if Bill Belichick decides to step down, will, will be a very interesting one. Commanders, uh, we saw them, like you said, Josh, they're going for both possibly the Lions coordinators. And the Chargers have been very interested in Harbaugh as well as I think the Raiders interested in Harbaugh. So Jim Harbaugh's possibly out there. There's a lot of high-quality coaches out there that could be moving. Yep. Uh, and with that being said, we will dive right into those week 18 games, uh, starting with the first Saturday game, Steelers and Ravens. This is a monsoon game. I mean, half the game we couldn't even watch because there was rain on the camera, which it's uh, just wild that we're we're in a time where we have to still deal with that. We haven't figured out a solution for that yet. But uh, Mason Rudolph wins his third straight start of the season. Um, I'm of the belief that if Mason Rudolph somehow upsets the Bills, that you have to go into next season starting him at quarterback. Um, I just don't think there's any way that you can uh, see him go and step in for Kenny, win three straight games to get you in the playoffs, get you a 10-win season, win you a playoff game, and then not go back to him to start the season uh, next season. Uh, this run game, though, for the Steelers has really been the driving force these past few games. Their offensive line went from – uh, what they've been for the past few seasons, which is not being able to block for Najee at all to just giving him massive holes to run through. He's been so, so good. The O-line has been fantastic. Uh, now the Steelers, like I said, they're sitting at the seventh seed. They go into Buffalo uh, this weekend. I, is that Saturday or is it Saturday, right? That I Buffalo game. Saturday. Yeah. I can double check. They go into Buffalo on uh, Saturday. And, I mean, where the Steelers were, even just like a few weeks ago, losing at home to the Pats, losing at home to the Cardinals, two of the worst teams in the league. And now they're on at, Sunday. Oh, on Sunday? Okay. And yeah. now they have a 10-win season. They're the seventh seed, and they're going into Buffalo with a chance to upset the Bills. So, uh, what a turnaround for the Steelers. Uh, nothing to say about the Ravens, obviously. They didn't have their starters. Yeah, Ravens, I mean, you can't make any – uh, assessments about their about their game. I mean, unless you want to say, oh, Tyler Huntley might struggle if they play in a monsoon game if if Lamar gets hurt in the playoffs. But regardless, Pittsburgh, it felt like this game was just one big play waiting to happen, which would just blow the entire thing open. That's what that Deontay Johnson touchdown was. It was such a gross game just in terms of the weather conditions. Like you said, I don't know why they can't just take a nice paper towel, a little bit of, of a bounty and just wipe the lens a little bit. But maybe that's just a little too complex for the NFL. Um I think, like you said, Josh, Mason Rudolph, he played well given the conditions and the the stakes. It wasn't a win and in for the Steelers at the time, but it basically felt like it with all the turmoil that was going on around the league. And yeah, Najee, he was phenomenal, had over 110 yards. I think he had 112, but uh, that one touchdown, I said it as it was happening that 
that basically won the game for him because no one else was going to be able to score in those conditions. So good for the Steelers. And if they can go and upset Buffalo, that'll be, that'll be something. That would be something. Uh, they did what they had to do to win this one. They still could have made the playoffs if they lost. I don't think all those conditions hit though. Like I said, very rainy. TJ Watt had two sacks in this game, got to 19. He was the sack leader this season with 19, but the win did come at the expense of TJ Watt. He got hurt with an MCL injury, and he's already been ruled out for next week, so they will be missing their best player and maybe the best defensive player in all of football. Um, but big win for the Steelers. They make the playoffs 10 wins with three different starting QBs, which all aren't very good in Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, and Mason Rudolph. So that's very impressive for Mike Tomlin. He's almost been too good of a coach to be able to get his team a good quarterback. If he had a good quarterback, this Steelers team would be – pretty scary but they don't the big play was the start of the fourth quarter 71 yard touchdown pass to Deontay Johnson by Mason Rudolph that was very big and after that they really never had to look back so nice win by the Steelers and they've somehow found their way into the playoffs and every team in that division finished above 500 so tough division three playoff teams yep uh moving on here to Texans at Colts uh the Colts came came out hot this game. I mean, that first drive, they were buzzing, throwing the ball. It seemed like 15 yards every play. Uh, they didn't have – I don't I don't think they had any, like, dud plays that entire drive. They looked really good. Um, the stadium was busting. It was crazy. Uh, they ended up uh, – Gardner Minshew ended up missing, uh, I believe it was Goodson, uh, late in that drive, which stalled the drive, and they ended up having to take three there. Uh, which would go on to hurt them in this game because they should have scored six on that drive. Uh, with the Jags losing the winner of this game, uh, they didn't know at the time, but was going to win the AFC South. Uh, same guy, Goodson, did drop the ball on fourth down, literally, uh, with the Colts driving uh, with a chance to win this game. Uh, I know there was a lot of people saying, maybe you don't go to Goodson. Maybe why isn't JT in the game? Uh Maybe why don't you run the ball? I like passing the ball there. I think you're in a situation where if he catches that ball, he's getting up the field five yards at least, and you're going to be able to have a fresh set of downs and keep moving the ball. Uh, this game could have gone either way. Neither team turned it over until that lateral at the end of the game for the Colts uh, with a fumble there. Uh, but neither team turned it over actually this whole game. Uh, impressive for Stroud just as a season. 4,100 yards, 23 touchdowns to five picks. Uh, it's just amazing for a rookie and took the second worst team last year to the playoffs and a division title in year one. Just super, super impressive for him. Um, and this Texans team, even though they did get a good new head coach, they had a good offseason. Uh, it's still just really, really impressive to see a young rookie quarterback turn a season around like this. Uh, sucks for the Colts to go out this way. Uh, but like I was telling Mike after the game, I mean, this Colts season – it's hard to look at it similar to the way I handled the Lions uh, not making the playoffs last year. Uh, you just had so many positive things that happened. You won nine games with a backup quarterback in your rookie quarterback. gets hurt week one. You know that you have your coach. Now you have guys like downs and other rookies who played really, really well all season that are looking good for you. Uh, moving forward. You, I mean, you have the O line who was great two years ago, had a tough year last year, bounced back this year, looked really, really good. Uh, you got the JT contract situation figured out. You locked him up. There's so many positive for the Colts this season. Uh, sucks for them that it didn't end well, but uh, congrats to the Texans. Uh, well-deserved, and they're division champs. Yeah, speaking of Jonathan Taylor, almost got 200 rushing yards in this game. I think it's safe to say that he is really back to that uh, offensive player of the year form from a year or two ago. Uh, it's just 
the run game between him and Anthony Richardson next year is going to be phenomenal. So as a Colts fan, you've got to be looking forward to that. But on the Texan side, uh, Stroud, how about that first play? Like going max protection, Nico Collins getting a little bit of separation, absolute dot for a 75 yard touchdown on the first play. I mean, if that's not a indictment on a good portion of the Texan season, just Stroud looking phenomenal at times. I don't know what is. Nico Collins finished with nine catches, 195 yards and a touchdown. He was great. And Singletary did just enough. Uh, their run game wasn't super spectacular, but I think it's probably in comparison to Jonathan Taylor, just lighten it up with his 30 carries and over 180 yards. But the Texans are building something. And so are the Colts. The The AFC South is going to be really, really fun to watch, especially if the Titans may find something in Will Levis or just start building their team up and get a jump on their rebuild a little bit sooner than expected. Yeah, um, this was for the Colts just a a brutal way to go out as a Colts fan. You never want to go out on a play that was just – it just shouldn't have happened. It was a bad drop, bad throw. Uh, Colts fall to the Texans in a win and end game. CJ shot. He didn't really play his best game, but he's just so efficient. No turnovers. He made the big plays, especially when he needed to. Had that great drive in the fourth quarter to win him the game. 264 yards and two scores. Uh, I would take that in an elimination game most of the time. Devin Singletary was phenomenal again today. He's really been very good for the Texans here this season. Uh, he started out the game with a blown coverage. Nick Cross just didn't worry about Nico Collins at all. And Juju Brent's got burnt for a 75-yard touchdown. Really, the only, the defense's only big mistake of the day, to be honest. Um, Shaw just made plays in the fourth quarter on that drive that were just plays that a top five quarterback makes to throw to Nico Collins on like second and 15 or whatever. That was just a phenomenal throw. He just kind of threw it up. Nico Collins made a diving catch. That's just plays a top duo makes um, Texans. They just made less mistakes in this game. The only mistake I really remember them making was the Kiami Fairburn missed extra point, but the Colts, like I said, the missed bone coverage, Matt Gay missed a 55 yard field goal that, Gave the Texans a short field to get Fairbairn an easy field goal. And then, obviously, the Tyler Goodson drop late in the game. Um, it should have been a better throw, but you still should have caught it on both sides. And everybody who wanted Jonathan Taylor in the game, including me at the time, I was don't know why he wasn't in the game, but all week you practice that play and you're practicing it to Goodson, not to Taylor at all. You can't just throw Taylor in there out of nowhere, especially he got hurt in that game. He got ruled as doubtful right before the last drive for the Colts and out of nowhere runs out of the tunnel with his helmet on, piping himself up. But just a tough loss. Jonathan Taylor was phenomenal. Uh, a lot of good things to look forward to next year. Shane Steichen was phenomenal, and I'm just so excited to watch what him, Nancy Richardson, and Jonathan Taylor are able to do with this offense. And maybe they don't, they have a lot of opportunities to make some big moves. We have a lot of cap space, but couple guys need to be paid. Um, just a rough loss. Josh Downs, three catches for 48 yards. He broke the Colts' rookie record for receptions with 68. Jonathan Taylor, like you said, Zach, first 100-yard game since November. He was at 188 yards total. And Minshew was able to finish the season with a career-best seven wins. So he did great as a backup. Everything you would want out of a backup to do. Uh, Houston was just overall better in this game I guess and they got a sack to get up to 46 of franchise records so big win for CJ Stroud and his first real big his first primetime game in the NFL all right moving on to Browns at 
Bengals. I don't have a ton to say about this game as a whole outside of the fact that you guys robbed me from this pick here. Uh, ended up not making a difference, thank God. Um, Bengals dominated uh, trying to win uh, when the Browns really weren't trying to win this game at all. Uh, big fourth quarter for my guy David Bell. He had two touchdowns in the fourth quarter uh, from Jeff Driscoll, former Lion Lions legend. Uh, I feel bad for the Bengals because, uh, honestly, I think they could have had like a Bills-type turnaround uh, had Burrow not gotten hurt this season. They looked like they were poised to make that turnaround as the Bills did. Uh, they didn't get a chance to, so that sucks for them. Um, and uh, Jake Browning, respect. Yeah, Browning definitely showed to be a serviceable back on quarterback. On and off it. the field. <laughs> Agreed. He's definitely proven to be serviceable on and off the field. Uh, if the Bengals ever happen to fall into a situation like this next season, in theory, Joe Burrow's healthy. You get to just reunite him and uh, Jamar Chase, bring Joe Mixon back, just let those three do their thing. We don't know what T. Higgins is going to do in this offseason or whether they're going to they're trade him, re-sign him, whatever. I think they should re-sign him. Uh, I think you can sacrifice a little bit of the talent elsewhere just to keep those main four guys together. I think they got to work on the O-line a little bit because they were spotty at times. But I don't have much to say about the game in general. Uh, I didn't see too much of it. It was really meaningless because the Browns were locked into the five and the Bengals were already eliminated. So uh, best of luck to Cleveland in the wild card round. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think Jake Browning is a free agent. So that'll be interesting to see what type of contract he'll get in the offseason because he did do very well for the Bengals in his short time. Uh, 18 for 24 in this game, 156 yards, three touchdowns. Bengals really just dominated this game. Joe Mixon was pretty good, 111 yards and a touchdown. Chase Brown, 43 yards. He seems like he could be something emerging in that backfield. Maybe a little bit of a two-headed monster next season. Didn't see much of Jamar Chase, only 19 yards on four catches. But game didn't matter. Browns were resting all their guys, getting ready for the playoffs. So um, no injuries in this game for them. They did play Jerome Ford. So uh, really, they just needed to stay healthy in this game, and they did that. So that's all they needed. Uh, speaking of a team that needed to stay healthy, Vikings and Lions. Uh, Dan Campbell rolled the dice, played all of his starters. Uh, looked, I mean, it backfired, but it looked for a minute like it was going to really, really backfire on him. Uh, Sam Laporta hyperextended his knee and has a bone bruise. He may play this week. He may not. Um, I don't know if the Lions are just saying that to confuse the Rams or if there's an actual chance he plays. Um, if he doesn't play, I guess it could be James Mitchell. I know Brock Wright practice this week he's been hurt though i don't think he'll play uh but maybe we'll see james mitchell maybe laporta toughs it out and plays we don't know uh brian branch and monron cleef raymond all also got hurt cleef raymond we don't really know much about yet branch and amonra are good to go they will be playing uh monra did dye his hair honolulu blue for this week so uh that'll be fun to see uh him out there in the honolulu blue hair um the lions dominated the turnover battle this game once again against the vikings um, they did it two weeks ago in Minnesota. They do it again here. Uh, the Lions are now four and two against Minnesota uh, in the Dan Campbell era. Both losses were choked Lions losses in Minnesota. Uh, so he really had a chance. He could have been six and zero against the Vikings, uh, but the Kings of the North are the Kings of the North. Um, Lions run game was semi stagnant this game, but Goff was just so so good. It didn't really matter. Uh, the passing game was dominant. They tore apart that Viking secondary. Protected Goff once again against a blitzing uh, Vikings defense. Vikings lose four in a row to end the season. They were seven and six looking for the playoffs uh, just a month ago. You lose four straight, finish seven and 10, missed the playoffs by a good amount. And 
what a fall off there for the Vikings. Uh, you love to see it. Uh, Amon Ra, seven catches, 144 yards, and a touchdown. He was phenomenal. He leads all wide receivers in 100-yard games this season. He's been great. Had his best statistical season of his career so far, following up two great seasons in his rookie year and his sophomore season. Uh, he's been phenomenal. He's fringe top five, if not top five. Uh, and it sets up Matt Stafford versus the Detroit Lions on Sunday night football. Um, the Stafford poster has been taken down. It's not the week for that. We can put it back up after the Lions win on Sunday. But it's going to be a fun game, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to, I mean, we're going to talk about it extensively in a couple days on the preview episode for the playoffs. But um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Detroit's excited. First Lions home game, home playoff game, first game in Ford Field in the playoffs uh, in the house that Stafford built. So it's going to be, it's going to be get your popcorn ready. That's all I got to say. It's going to be a great game. We'll get to it later, though. To focus on this game, Justin Jefferson, he did everything in his power to try and will the Vikings into this game. Uh, he got 12 catches for 192 yards and a touchdown. But like you said, Josh, Jared Goff was just on a heater this game. When he's on, it's really hard to, t- to stop any offense that he is quarterbacking. Ben Johnson, Dave Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ra, even Jamo, and that really stout offensive line of theirs in the run game and the pass game. They got themselves a unit for years to come, and I think they can make some serious noise in the playoffs. It's going to all come down to their defense. They're going to have to get all the matchups right. They're going to have to just maybe get lucky a couple times. Who knows? But it's going to be a lot on Aiden Hutchinson's shoulders, especially in this first game against a quarterback who can also get really hot in Matthew Stafford. But I won't get too ahead of myself. We can talk about that in a couple days. Uh, I don't have too much to say about this one. The only Lions point I have is just – so unfortunate about the injuries. You, that's like the worst case scenario that you could have had in this game. Yeah, sure, you'd come out and win, but you were kind of fighting for the two seed, but it ended up not really mattering anyways. Cowboys got that one. But you're sitting at the three seed. You got a home field advantage for at least one game. So if your guys are healthy in a week or two, I think you can kind of just erase that from memory. Yeah. Nice win for the Lions here, Golf. Like you said, played great, 320 yards. He had that very nice – well, Amon Ra had the nice play with the 70-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter to kind of seal the game. Um, Justin Jefferson, again, continues to kind of just be a Lions killer, although he can't get the wins. 12 catches, 192 yards. He missed seven games with a hamstring injury and joined Wes Welker – Wes Chandler and Jim Benton as the only players in league history to have a thousand yards in 10 or fewer games. So he's, he was out for most of the season. It was just dominant again. CJ Gardner Johnson gets an interception in his first game back. So that's nice to see for the Lions. And Dan Skipper caught a four yard pass after reporting eligible and Ford Field went rocking. So nice win for the Lions there. Second time he did. <laughs> yeah i mean every time he reported eligible because he reports eligible all the time the lions fans were going crazy i'm sure that'll be a thing uh for a while uh, but just to speak to that point a little bit i know i know the niners didn't play their starters but had that call not been done the lions would be sitting at the one seed it's just how it is i mean it's they would be the only four lost team in the nfc and they would be at the one seed uh so I have uh, officially come to the conclusion on that where if the Lions go and win this week and win their road game, or sorry, if the Lions win this week and either one, win a road game in round two or just play at home in round two, meaning Dallas loses, I will get over the Brad Allen stuff. If that doesn't happen, I'll be talking about a total Lions win the Super Bowl. 
So <laughs> might be, be waiting a while for that one, bud. Be be prepared for that. <laughs> um, if that ends up biting the lines in the ass, I don't know if I'll ever be able to get over it. But moving on here, Jags at Titans. Uh, Derrick Henry dominated his last game as a Titan. Uh, Ridley had a big game this game too. It ended up not mattering. Finally, he has a big game. He just seemed to have random big games this season, and then games where he just didn't show up at all, didn't get any targets. Trevor Lawrence overall did not have a good season and was pretty he was pretty bad after injuries to be honest. I would say he was mid-tier most of the season, then he gets hit a couple times, he gets the shoulder injury, he gets the ankle injury, and he's been he was pretty bad after that. That's when the Titans imploded. Uh one of a few teams to really just completely implode the season. You got the Jags, you got the Eagles uh who just had brutal second halves. Uh just this is just a absolute choke from the Jags to be honest. It's funny uh, that they choke week 18 after they were the team that played spoiler and made the Colts choke in week 18 a couple of years ago. Uh, so it all it always comes back in this league. Uh, but regardless, big win for the Titans to keep your team out of the uh, keep your rival out of the playoffs. And uh, the Jags just it's going to be a long offseason for the Jags. There are no guarantees in life aside from death, taxes and Derrick Henry whooping the Jaguars ass. So it was just, it's not even surprising anymore. I hope he, in theory, staying in the division will be best for his career just because he has two guaranteed games where he's going to go nuclear against Jacksonville. But this game, I, I watched a little bit of it. Uh, Jacksonville, they they were all right. I mean, obviously not good enough. You can't let this game happen, especially when it's a win it in situation. Trevor Lawrence just did not look healthy. A lot of his uh, his passes were just off by a considerable amount and we don't see that from trevor lawrence very often you could tell that that injury has been bothering him the last month or so he even missed three or did he miss two or three games i don't know but he's clearly not 100 healthy uh, i still think he's a pretty good quarterback but as of late he is just he's making that a little tough to, to stand on that but i think he'll get back he'll get right next year i hope him and calvin really are consistently a great one-two punch because that Calvin Ridley edition back uh, during last year, it was great. Uh, I just, I just really want to see more consistency out of it. So, I'm sure you're happy about this, Mike. Especially with Jacksonville playing spoiler to you guys a couple years ago, and then just another divisional foe kind of just returning it. So, I'm still waiting for that Bears-Packers karma to come back around. But ten straight losses is not feeling too good for me right now. Yeah, we'll see if that wasn't Calvin Ridley's last game as a Jaguar. He is going to be a free agent after the season, so we'll see what they decide to do with him. Um, one of the worst divisional collapses in recent memory from the Jags. Uh, started out 8-3, and three, were tied for first in AFC, I think, and then they finished losing 5-6. of six. Very disappointing. Like I said earlier, they fired their defensive coordinator, which kind of surprises me. Um, their defense really wasn't their biggest issue. It was their offense that struggled the most down the stretch. And um, Doug Peterson said he has nothing but faith in their offensive coordinator. So that was, that's interesting to me. Trevor Lawrence in a big prove-it game here. Uh, two interceptions. They had three turnover on downs. Jaguars' offense just didn't have it again. Calvin Ridley had a great game. Uh, I think he had six catches for 106 yards and a touchdown. Evan Engram continued his great season with 10 catches, 79 yards and a touchdown. So... It was just too little, too late. They had the chance for the QB sneak, and Trevor Lawrence was short, got the ball back, and Trevor Lawrence on overthrew Ridley on the deep ball and then really gave Evan Engram no chance on a fourth down. So just a very rough game for Trevor Lawrence, um, maybe the worst of his career considering the circumstances. So 
we'll see how that plays out if he can get healthy next year if we see how good he was last year or if we see this version of him and like you said Zach Derrick Henry uh, just won the game for the Titans really in his possibly his last game there 152 yards and a touchdown probably will be his last considering he decided to give a speech after the game so good win for the Titans and nice send off for Vrabel and Henry I guess Yep, moving on here to Jets at Pats. Uh, Might have been Bill Belichick's last game. We still don't know a couple days following uh, whether or not it will be his last, but I'm sure we will find out soon enough. Uh, The Jets finally beat the Patriots for the first time since 2015 and the first regular, uh, sorry, first regulation loss uh, since 2011, uh, where they, that was in the playoffs, I believe, or sorry, 2010, that was in the playoffs. Uh, Brees Hall, 37 carries for 178 yards. He was the workhorse this game. Just dominated the Pats all game long. Love to see that from him. Uh, you never want to give your your RB, especially your young RB, 40 carries in Week 18, but it worked out for them. Uh, and then the Jets, they're locked into the number 10 pick now. Hopefully they can uh, do some good on the O-line with that pick uh, for Rodgers next year because their defense is set. They just need to get some guys back. Uh, and then obviously get their quarterback back. And the Pats are now sitting at three. We'll see if they trade up. Uh, we'll see if they have. I mean, I don't have the stats on when's the last time the Pats picked this high, uh, but I would assume it's been a very, very long time. So uh, we'll see. I don't even know if Bill Belichick knows how to handle picking this high in the draft, uh, <laughs> but they're going to have to take a quarterback, whether they trade up and get Caleb Williams, they hope Drake May falls, maybe they take Jaden Daniels, but because now it's looking like he's going to go top five. I didn't think he was, but now people are saying he is. So I guess maybe he's going to go top five now. We'll see. Um, but yeah, a lot of decisions to make this offseason for the Pats. Yeah, you mentioned it, Brees Hall, a phenomenal game. Uh, the second of what feels like multiple really good running back performances this week. Sure, it wasn't a meaningless game, but I think you can pencil in Brees Hall as probably a top five running back next year if he stays healthy and if the Jets fix up this O-line. They, they've got some serious talent at the skill position, or really just two main guys at the skill position with Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. You'd hate that. You got to feel for them with the whole Aaron Rodgers injury and a couple of the O-line injuries that, they, that the Jets have suffered this year. But I didn't catch much of this game. I just felt like I'd turn at the TV screen every once in a while at B-dubs, and I was just a sheet of white because it was so snowy at times. But... If this was Bill uh, Belichick's last ride, what a send-off. I mean, losing to the Jets, a team you dominate pretty much your entire career. But if he does go, to your point, Josh, I think it will be it will be because he's picking so high and he just doesn't know what to do with himself. He might just call it quits and say, hey, I never picked this high before and I don't plan on doing it now. See y'all. Yeah, uh, disappointing for Bill Belichick especially and possibly his last game on the sidelines. I don't think this will be his last game on the sidelines. I think he will be back, whether it's in New England or somewhere else. Uh, Brees Hall, like I said, great. 178 rushing yards, career high. Uh, Patriots, 4-13, and the worst record in Belichick's 29-year coaching career. The loss was his 178th loss of his career, including the playoffs, which ties him for the most total ever. And it also tied him for the most regular season losses with Jeff Fisher and Dan Reeves with 165. So, not company you want to be in, but he does have so many wins that it doesn't really matter. He has 333 victories. He's 14 wins shy of tying Don Chula's record of 347, including the playoffs. So he said he this loss hasn't given out his fire to be a coach. So I think he'll be back, whether it's probably on somewhere else's sidelines, and maybe he can bring back his OC and Josh McDaniels to coach. Just a 
a rough game from both teams, especially offensively. Trevor Simeon only had 70 passing yards. Zappi only had 88 passing yards and two touchdowns. A lot of game on the ground. Ezekiel Elliott, 54 rushing yards. He said he had always wanted to play in a snow game, and after playing in a snow game, he never wants to do it again. So, um, really, game only mattered for draft capital for each team. So, nice one for the Jets to at least finally get rid of that uh, 15-game losing streak. Yep, moving on here to Falcons at Saints. Uh, the Saints dominated this game, gave themselves a shot to make the playoffs. Uh, they needed help. They didn't get the help that they needed. I think they needed Green Bay to lose as well as Seattle. Uh, neither of those happened, so they did not make the playoffs on that. Derek Carr was amazing. He spread the love to all his receivers. Six uh, pass catchers with three-plus catches this game. Uh, so he was really spreading the love. Uh, Ritters, turnovers hurt Atlanta. They've been hurting them all season. They hurt them here. Uh, he can't uh, fumble and throw picks all the time in this league as a quarterback, and that's the reason that he's not going to be the starting quarterback of this team moving forward. Uh, maybe it's Fields. Maybe they draft somebody. We'll see where they go. But um, the Jameis play late was just hilarious. Uh, it was a team decision uh, to go for that. And I don't even know what was more funny, the Jameis interview after where he was talking about it or Arthur Smith and Dennis Allen uh, yelling at each other <laughs> at midfield after the game. It was just funny. Uh, thank God for the Saints that, or and the Falcons that no one got hurt that play because, I mean, lining up in victory formation to run the ball, a lot of guys weren't ready for that, and that could have ended badly. It didn't. Uh, it just ends in a hilarious play for all of us to talk about. Yeah, for me, the main story of this game was the argument afterwards for running up the score. If you don't want to have the score run up on you, don't go down that much in the first place. Maybe throw it to your skill position players, the really good ones. I mean, they did it to Bijan, but they didn't want to run with them. So I think Arthur Smith got what he deserved. Then he got what he deserved again when he got canned at 12.02. So I I think justice has been served. Of course, Derek Carr was just surgical in his uh in his final game of the year in a season where he was just inconsistent at best. Uh 22 of 28. Two more incompletions than he had uh total touchdown passes, just insane. So Derek Carr played well. Uh I believe Chris Olave had a nasty touchdown catch, a nice little bobble in the right corner of the end zone. That was pretty impressive. So I was root for uh, Chris Olave. I was a big fan of him coming out of school. And, yeah, I mean, I think he's really found a home in New Orleans. And if they get him a quarterback, then I think they could be pretty scary. But until then, hopefully the Falcons figure out their coaching situation and maybe their quarterback situation too. Yeah, Saints won this game to keep their playoff hopes alive technically, but – Nothing that they needed to happen actually happened. Saints, they dominated this one. Arthur Smith goes 7-9 and and gets fired. Really no Kyle Pitts or Drake London in this game at all. We got to see a lot of Bijan Robinson, especially in the receiving game. Uh, 103 yards receiving and a touchdown. And we got to finally, hopefully, see the last game of Desmond Ritter with the Falcons as their starting QB1 quarterback. The experience... The experiment didn't really work out for him. Uh, you can go back to door dashing his real passion. So for the Saints, Derek Carr and this offense decided to be elite in this game. Last two weeks, they've been very good. Derek Carr in this game, 22 for 28, 264 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. He was phenomenal. Their offense overall was phenomenal. Um, Jamal Williams finally got his touchdown on the season as we talked about in the victory formation. Jameis Winston has been called the best teammate by about 56 players on the Saints roster on Twitter. I love what James did. I love the post-game interview even more, how he had to explain to DA. However, 
it was a team decision. So it was a team decision. And I'm shocked that especially Shannon Sharp was that bad at him saying he should be canned for, I, I don't know. I just don't get it. I'm happy he did it. Arthur Smith finally got fired. And for that be, for that to be the way Arthur Smith goes out is um, almost picture perfect. And poetic, Dennis yeah. Allen, yeah, poetic. And Dennis Allen not standing up for his players is such a loser. Just don't understand that at all. At all. Uh, if all your players were in favor of this, you're the coach. You should just listen to your players, man. Listen to what they want. Uh, the Falcons should have just stopped them from scoring a touchdown. It's that simple. I'm happy it happened. I love Jameis, and I love – I just love Jameis. Yeah, me too. And if Ritter goes back to door dashing, uh, I got a friend who would be his number one customer. But uh, moving on here, <laughs> Bucks at Panthers. Uh, I don't have a ton to say about this game. Bryce Young and the Panthers get shut out for the last eight quarters of their season. Uh, just a brutal way for them to go out right after his best game of his career against the Panthers or against the Packers, excuse me. Uh, Panthers defense played well. Again, they've been really, really good all season. They played well in this game, gave themselves a chance. Uh, just a sad game overall. Just three Bucks field goals was the entirety of the offense. But the Bucks get it done. Uh, they do what they have to do. They win the game. Yeah, I don't have much to say about this. Uh, Bucks, like you said, did what they had to do. They clinched a spot in the playoffs. Um, and the Panthers, you just got to figure out what you're going to in terms of offseason now because you have such an undesirable GM spot, an undesirable head coaching spot, and you have no first-round pick this year after having the worst record in the league. So you've just got to – you got such an unfortunate offseason ahead got a little bit of cap space to maybe make something work but with a big free agent like brian burns looming i mean you gotta you gotta resign him if you want to at least think about building up a, a solid defensive unit but outside of that the panthers are just in a really rough spot uh i don't expect them to land any big time head coaching candidates maybe scraping bottom scraping bottom of the barrel maybe just a bridge guy to get them to their next one in a couple years after they build up the roster but Congrats to Tampa for winning whatever that shit show of an NFC South division is. And they set themselves up for a very, a surprisingly very interesting game against the Eagles in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know who would really want to go and coach the Panthers. Not, 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 not for Bryce Young, but for David Tepper in general, he seems like a terrible owner to want to be a head coach for. Uh, He could have used a drink on this game to just throw on his team for being as terrible as they were in back-to-back weeks. Panthers offense had a driver they should have scored. DJ Chark fumbled the ball out the back of the end zone. Nine nothing is the final. Just uh, embarrassing finale for the Panthers. Bryce Young, the offense in total only had 199 yards, 11 first downs, two turnovers. Bryce Young finished 11 for 18, only 94 yards passing. Just unfortunate for that uh, rookie season for Bryce Young. Not how he wanted it to go at all. Uh, they lost twenty six to nothing last week, nine and nine to nothing this week. First team to be shut out in back to back games since the Browns did it in two thousand and eight, and it marks the first time Panthers twenty nine year history that they've been blanked in consecutive games. So brutal for the Panthers, first NFL team since late ninety nine nineteen ninety one to fail to run a single play while leading in the fourth quarter of a game the entire season. Uh, both their wins came off of last second field goal. So. Um, just an embarrassing season for the Panthers and for the Bucks. Very surprising season. You managed to win the NFC South in a season where you were expecting to just kind of coast and see what you can do next year. 
Todd Bowles was coaching for his life this season, and he should be the coach of the Bucks next year. Um, very impressed by how they did as a team. Baker Mayfield was much better than anybody could have expected. So I'm happy for the Bucks, and I hope they go in to uh, – they have a home game, but I hope they play the Eagles and pull an upset in a game on Monday night, which is ridiculous to get a game on Monday night. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, I believe it'll be the second time this season those two teams have played on Monday night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh right. both in Tampa. But moving on here, Bears at Packers. Uh all I gotta say is eleven and counting. Um or is it ten? I don't know. It's ten. <laughs> all right, ten and counting. I'm just it's gonna mark same I'm, thing. <laughs> I'm gonna mark the I'm gonna mark the first one next year as an L two. So eleven in my eyes. I think you have to mark each and every single Bears Packers game as a Packers win until the Bears prove otherwise. I agree. Uh, Jordan Love and Aaron Jones uh, carried this team to the playoffs the last few weeks. Ever since Aaron Jones came back, they've looked really, really good. He's been fantastic getting over 100 yards most games. Um, Fields gets sacked five times in this game. Uh, He wasn't horrible. He wasn't amazing. Um, The Bears were not able to run the ball at all, which really just hurts them as a team drastically. Their best games of the season were when they could run the ball and stop the run. They couldn't do either this game. Um, Bears won the turnover battle in this game. Uh, but still lose the game, which is a mark of just they just own you guys. Uh, Rogers yep. is right. <laughs> Rogers is right. Looks like the Bears are going to take Caleb Williams now. Who knows if they do? That's all I got. I I don't even know if they will because we're stupid. That's probably what it is. I think the smart move is to take Caleb Williams, but then just clean house in terms of the the coaching staff. But in this game, it was just nothing pretty from the Bears. The only defensive player who looked like he showed up was Tyreek Stevenson, who was just straight up balling the second half of the year. I think you could argue he was probably the best defensive back in this draft class, or at least just had the best defensive back season out of anybody uh, out of this draft class so far. So that gives me a lot of hope. Hopefully they want to keep the duo of him and Jalen Johnson together. I, I've i said it since uh, his pick six against Vegas. I said it since his uh, his drop pick six against Detroit. Another drop one against Minnesota. I've said it. Pay the man. He's a very special corner. I think he's probably had the second best defense or not defensive back cornerback season this and of this season. Obviously it's hard to take away Deron Bland's NFL record of the five pick sixes, or is it six pick sixes? I don't know, but I feel like he's been a little quiet since Thanksgiving, but Jalen's been pretty loud because he's just been locking people down on his side of the field. But outside of that, just disappointing way to go out. This is hopefully the entire bears front office is thinking, yeah, we don't want to feel this way ever again about a Packers game. So we're going to make some real big changes. Hopefully it's head coach, OC, and quarterback. I think Justin can be successful somewhere else. I don't know where that somewhere else is. I think Atlanta is a good place to start. You get a second or third rounder from them. I mean, maybe if they're going to be stupid and Ryan Pace is going to do the Bears a favor and give them a first, who knows? But, I mean, they went out and got a Eddie Goldman. They got a couple other Bears, so maybe – Pace wants to go back and get the other guy that he traded a first round pick for when he drafted him in 21 in Justin Fields. So who knows? Uh, DJ Moore, it was a sad way to go out. I wouldn't say he was a dud. It's just the Bears offense in general was a dud. The Bears season was a dud, especially offensively for most of the year. So they're battling uh, O-line injuries a good portion of the year. It's sad way to go out. No, No other way to put it. Jordan Love, he's... He looked good. I mean, who wouldn't against a team that you've beaten 10 times in a row? 
Um, but like you said, Josh, uh, when the Bears can't stop the run, it really just stretches their defense and just ruins their entire game plan. They couldn't stop Aaron Jones the same way they couldn't stop him in week one. It seemed like Flus looked back at the game tape from week one and said, hey, let's do that again because that totally worked. It didn't, and it didn't again. Uh, Jaden Reed, uh, Mike, you and I especially have been talking uh, talking up about him all year, coming into the year a little bit as well. He played great. I think he had four catches for like 111 yards. Uh, probably could have had a touchdown, but Eddie Jackson decided to actually uh, tackle on that play. But Jordan Love, he's just – how'd they do it again, man? <laughs> like, how'd they find a third in a row? But on a, less seri- on a more serious note, uh, Jordan Love, if if he's going to carry this momentum into the playoffs, the Cowboys might have a game on their hands. Yeah, they might. And we've seen it before, Green Bay going into uh, Dallas. That's scary. Uh, Jordan Love – officially took ownership of the Bears. I guess the Father's Day video, he was – it might have looked weird at the time, but it worked <laughs> out for him in the long run. Oh, yeah. Um, Packers started 2-5, and five, went seven of their last 10, including three straight here. Jordan Love guides the youngest team in the NFL to the postseason by throwing eight teams and one interception over his last eight games. Just phenomenal, especially the 2-5 and five start, the Raiders game. We thought Love wasn't going to be much at this point, and he has just completely turned it around. 27 to 32. Green Bay never punted this game. 316 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He was phenomenal. Uh, coming in this game, I was unsure he'd play against his Bears defense that had looked very good in recent weeks, but he really just did what he had to do. No turnovers, kind of just carved them up. They didn't really score much, but I mean, they had the ball most of the game. Aaron Jones, 111 yards on the ground. Bo Melton has been very good these last couple weeks. He had 62 yards on five catches in this one. But Tavion Wicks, he's emerged this year along with Jaden Reed. He had 61 yards and two touchdowns. So this Packers young offense has just found and found their way throughout the season to get better and better for the Bears. Uh, all around just disappointing. Their defense didn't have the juice that it had had, especially in the run game. Offense wasn't there. Field struggled in maybe his last game as a Bear. 11 for 16, 148 yards. Couldn't get the Bears a touchdown. He was sacked five times. Um, offensive line wasn't good at all. Tevin Jenkins had probably his worst performance of the season. Lambeau Honestly, was of his just, career. Yeah, maybe. But Lambeau, too much for the Bears again. 10 straight to the Packers now. And I feel like it's just due. Zach, you officially rescind your statement of Jordan Love is nothing special. Ah. <sighs> I, I can't. I'm gonna stand on business. Um I, I, I think he's good. He's better than I initially thought, but it we've seen rookie quarterbacks have solid years and then kind of just sophomore slump in Jordan Love's first year starting. He had a lot of ups and downs, but his ups were they look good. He likes to throw with anticipation. He's got a solid arm. He's he's got potential to be a really good quarterback for a for a decent amount of time. But for this Packers receiving core, it felt like the entire year, the league was fighting a Hydra. You cut off one head, just two more takes its place. Uh, Christian Watson goes down, but then Wicks and Bo Melton come out of nowhere. Romeo Dobbs goes down, and then Tucker Craft and Jaden Reed are just playing really well. Like it, it just seems that as a Bears fans, from a Bears fans perspective, it just seems like they can't do, they can do no wrong. It just, it, it sucks, especially because we suck where we just can't seem to get anything right and they can't get anything wrong. So I guess we just look towards next year 
whether it's Caleb, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, or fuck Justin Fields again. I don't know. I'll root for for whoever's our quarterback, and I just think Caleb Williams out of that group has the best chance to go. God forgive me for saying this, to go toe to toe with Jordan fucking Love and somehow just beat Jared the Goff. Packers. And Jared Goff. I I'm just talking strictly Bears Packers. <laughs> I can't even say rivalry anymore. It's just the Bears Pack Bears Packers. Just recent memory. It's yeah, just, just ever since that damn BJ Raji pick six in the 2010 champion NFC Championship game. It's just downhill. It's been atrocious. Yeah, we've seen it with Michigan and Ohio State, though. I guess that's got to be your hope. Ohio State won it like eight nine years in a row, and now look at Michigan. They've won four in a row, and they're. I just Sadly want to win one. Just, just give me one, please. <laughs> I just want one. Yeah. Three in a row, right? Not four, three. Because they Michigan ducked in the first year. Three in a row, yeah. Well, yeah. that was the last, yeah. Because Michigan sucked, and then they were like, no, we don't want to play anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And pussies. Yeah. Um, we'll Cheaters get to we'll well. get to Michigan and college football uh, on the next episode when we have more time Cheaters. to talk about it. But uh, moving on here, <laughs> Broncos at Raiders. Uh, I don't have much to say about this game. Like I do, don't for a lot of these. Uh, AOC and Zamir White played really, really good. Uh, the Raiders' defense been saying it every single game all uh, all season after the McDaniel's firing. They've been great. I don't think the Raiders are really that far off. Honestly, I think they need to stick with AP. Uh, don't worry about hiring a new coach. Stick with AP. He obviously has the locker room. Uh, they ride for him. They've been great. Uh, under him, I want to see the Raiders go get a QB, uh, boost up that O line, and I think they could be dangerous if they do those two things. I mean, do they need to go and get a QB, or do you want to just like sit on the AOC development a little bit? I'd go get it. I'd go. I'd go get a QB. You, if a yeah, good enough solid, one, man. if a good enough one is available, I completely agree. Go after them. I wouldn't give up any significant draft capital because you've got some holes elsewhere. But my main point of this game is just like you said, Josh. AP's got to stay. He seems like the perfect coach for this culture. The players love him. The fans love him. I think he's won more than Josh McDaniels ever dreamed of winning especially with that uh, 40 point win against the Chargers on Thursday night football. So I just, the Raiders are building a culture and if AOC is the quarterback or they somehow move, uh, move up in the draft or just somehow trade for one, maybe Russell Wilson, you guys were talking about that not too long ago, but I don't see that happening. It's just Raiders, Raiders have something going on. So if they can keep Josh Jacobs after this uh, free agent cycle, I mean, do they need to though? Cause Zamir White's been really good as of late. So, a lot of words salad for me. Uh, I'll pass on the mic. Yeah, um, Raiders. They played great in this game. I just, I keep seeing that they want Jim Harbaugh. It just, it doesn't make sense to me, man. Antonio Pierce did a phenomenal job with this team. Just kind of what happened, like the Raider way of tough, hard nosed football, continuing to uh, he have a good culture, and he's brought a culture that seems to win. They've been very fun to watch with him as coach. In most of their games, Aiden O'Connell has been – he has Aiden O'Connell playing pretty good football. Uh, 20 for 31, 244 yards and two touchdowns in this game. Pretty good rookie season from him. Like you guys said, Zamir White's been phenomenal. Maybe you don't even have to consider bringing back Josh Jacobs. So, Devontae Adams had a touchdown in this one. Broncos are just an embarrassing team. Uh, I don't know who's going to want to go there as a quarterback next year, considering all of the Russell Wilson drama and top free agents. Uh, Jared Stidham revenge game didn't go as planned uh, 27 to 14 loss. So I just really hope the Raiders bring back Antonio Pierce. I think they'd be dumb to not They're I'm 
it seems like they can't afford to keep their field intact. How are they going to afford to bring in Jim Harbaugh? So nice win for the Raiders in this one, I guess. All right, moving on here, Eagles at Giants. Uh, Philly just got punched in the mouth early in this game and then called it uh, with their starters. Uh, both Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown got hurt early, uh, but they were already losing. Uh, I do not want to see uh, anybody on social media giving Hurts any excuses. Before his injury, before he got pulled, he was playing like dog shit, and he's been playing pretty bad for the greater part of the second half of the season. Blame Sirianni. Blame the OCs. He hasn't been good. I don't care. Um, Philly defense, horrible all game, not good at all. Um, honestly, the way I look at this Eagles team right now, I think if you take the, what is it? 14 playoff teams, they're in the bottom few for me of teams. I have confidence in, um, their defense, especially on the back end has not been good. They got a good, uh, they got, they're good in the trenches. So any team that's good in the trenches, I think has a shot. Uh, and they have some great weapons, obviously with AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, as long as they're healthy. And then they got some great running backs, but. I think you have a situation where you have a really bad secondary that is going to give up a ton of passing yards, and you have a quarterback that struggles mightily with decision-making. So um, Eagles choked this one. They had a chance to give themselves a shot at the winning the division. They weren't going to because Dallas won regardless, uh, but they just got punched in the mouth by a bad team for the second week in a row. Uh, I don't have much to say about this game. The injuries to Hurts and A.J. Brown definitely suck, but I just cannot trust the Eagles going into this postseason. Regardless of their trench, their trench strength. I saying that five times fast. Uh, I just, I can't trust them against uh, Tampa. So, spoiler alert, Josh, I'm doing you a little solid here. I'll make my pick here and now. Uh, I'm taking Tampa over Philly in the wild card round. Maybe it's an upset, maybe not. But I just cannot trust Philly in this game. Tampa, they've actually put a solid month of tape together the last little while. So. I could just trust them. And it being in Tampa is a little bit helpful for them. Get the home fans on their side. Get a little bit of a, uh, what's the thing called? The cannon going. So they get some home energy in there, go up early. Like you said, Josh, that poor decision-making of Jalen Hurts might not be uh, fixable in time for that game. Yeah, Jalen Hurts was really bad in this game. Seven, 16, seven for 16, 55 yards, one interception. This offense has been abysmal recently in Jalen Hurts words it's about how you respond to it and we've got to respond I feel like you said that quote a million times um this Eagles offense has been bad Brian Johnson Eagles were very excited for him before the season to call plays they were actually oh I saw a lot of them were happy to move on from Steichen to Brian Johnson and that couldn't have worked out worse for them at this point uh Eagles offense is bad. Their defense is bad. I don't know. I don't trust this team at all. And I'm with you, Zach. I think the Buccaneers probably win. In my opinion, I think they might find a way to steal a game next week. Eagles have to find a way to turn it around and they don't have, they're going to have to do it instantaneously. They don't have time to get a tune up game for the giants. Nice way to go out on the season. Tommy DeVito was able to come in and play a little bit after Tyrod Taylor got hurt. Um, So we just got to see him one more time this season. Tyrod Taylor played solid, almost 300 yards passing. Saquon Barkley had two touchdowns, so he had a big game like we said they would needed after the game. Uh, I forgot to mention this in the coaching carousel. Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator for the Giants, did resign, so he is on the move. I don't know if he probably will be considered for some head coaching positions. I know there was a lot last year, so we'll see if he wants to stay at D.C. or become a head coach. Yeah, um, all I got to say is whether Philly loses next week or they lose in a couple weeks, 
um, ESPN or whatever channel it is, keep that damn camera on Nick Sirianni the way you did when he was winning because I want to see his face when he's losing. Um, moving on here, Seahawks at Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals lose this game on back-to-back missed field goals, uh, which is good for them. I mean, they don't need to be messing up their draft pick any more than they uh, already have. This is going to be a pretty solid team going forward. I like Gannon. I like this defense. I like Kyler Murray. I think they're a few pieces away from being a solid team, and I think they could do that with the draft capital they have now. They're now sitting at the fourth pick in the draft, uh, which maybe puts them in Marvin Harrison range. Maybe they have to move up a couple spots, but especially if it goes Bears, Caleb Williams, uh, Commanders, maybe they take Drake May, maybe they take Daniel, maybe they trade down, yeah, or or tackle, and then Patriots are taking a QB. So unless somebody jumps up, and grabs him from him. They have a really good chance to get him. Uh, in this game, though, Gino was careful enough with the ball to win, didn't turn it over. That's what he had to do. But the Seahawks missed the playoffs on a Green Bay win. Uh, unlike last season where they made it on the Green Bay loss, they didn't quite catch the break they needed to this week. Uh, maybe they just need the Lions to play Green Bay every week, 18 instead of the Bears. But um, good for the Cardinals. Uh, Seahawks, another mediocre season. Yeah, uh, Seattle, the one thing I want to see them do in the offseason is uh, work on getting JSN more involved. I mean, can't really do that in the offseason, but during training camp and preseason leading up to the next year, get JSN more involved. We saw it against, uh, I think, Dallas on that Thursday night game. He's he's really good. I think he made a couple of really nice plays against San Francisco on Thanksgiving as well. But over to the Cardinals, like you said, Josh, I do like what they're building. They've got a couple solid promising pieces on defense. James Conner and Kyler Murray can be a really formidable duo in the backfield for a little while. Uh, And then, like you said, if they somehow, if Marvin Harrison Jr. falls to four, I mean, I don't know. It's definitely possible. It's just I feel like a lot of things will have to go their way. I don't see the Patriots really going after Jaden Daniels or Michael Penix. But if Drake May is there, then they might go him. If the commanders are confident enough in Sam Howell, I think they'll probably they might go O-line, which will open up Drake May going three, and then they can snag Marvin Harrison Jr. at four. So a lot of things got to go their way, but I think they got a decent amount of cap space. They're building a solid culture, and they've got some promise. They definitely have some promise. Kyler Murray looked solid in this game, 262 yards and a touchdown. James Conner was phenomenal again, 150 yards rushing and a touchdown. If this team gets Marvin Harrison Jr., I I think they will be pretty scary, especially on offense, if they can just put some patches on the O-line, uh, keep developing. Trey McBride, he's been phenomenal for them. Uh, Rondell Moore, hope to get him more involved. I've been saying that for years, though. For the Seahawks, uh, got a nice win to end your season. Geno Smith, two touchdowns, 189 yards passing. It'll be interesting to see if they decide to – try to draft a young quarterback, maybe Penix, keep him in town um, and try to put him behind Gino or just completely move on from him. Kenneth Walker was solid in this one, 78 yards on the ground. Um, nice win for the Seahawks, for the Cardinals. Uh, like I said, I think their offense could be pretty scary next year. They have to find ways to patch their defense a little bit. We saw a really down year from Buda Baker, although I think he might – did he make the Pro Bowl? I – don't think so, but I don't. I I don't know. I just don't remember seeing his name. Uh, uh, just a down year from him, though. No picks, no forced fumbles, no pass deflections. Just hope to see more from him next year. Uh, maybe he's not fit for Gannon's defense, but uh, they'll have a year to get ready for the um, next season. But nice one for the Seahawks. Just to make a little call back to that Philly Tampa Bay game, uh, my sources are telling me that 
Uh, Baker Mayfield had Zins in his pocket at practice today. <laughs> uh, so watch out, Philly. Um, moving on here. Buda Baker did make the Pro Bowl. So oh, there you go. There Somehow you go. with zero interceptions, zero forced fumbles, and no pass deflections. So. No pass deflections, crazy. But um, Chiefs at Chargers. Uh, both teams had backups in for this game. Uh, Chiefs did enough early to win. Uh, they got on top of them early and then basically did nothing for the rest of the game. Austin Eckler, a dominating 10 carries for 11 yards. Um, this game just didn't matter for either team. The Chiefs couldn't move uh, where they were in the seating, and the Chargers needed to lose for their draft pick. I think the Chargers are going to look at Ben Johnson. Maybe Harbaugh will see if he stays. I know pe- uh, people are saying that he's going to stay at Michigan because he was making comments after the game, but we know we've seen it a lot of times before. The most recent uh, one I can remember is Bruce Brown at uh, at the Nuggets <laughs> championship parade. Uh, yeah. well, what did what did uh, Michael Malone say? He was like, uh, "Brucey B ain't going yeah, anywhere." Yeah, Brucey B, Brucey B ain't going anywhere. He proceeded to sign with the Pacers, I believe, very shortly after <laughs> that. So you can never you can never trust what somebody's saying about their next season plans in a in a celebration, but. They're going to go after Ben Johnson, I think. They're going to go after Harbaugh. I know they interviewed Kellen Moore today. Uh, so we'll see what the Chargers do, but uh, really nothing to talk about for the game itself here. Yeah, I don't have anything to say either. I mean, Chiefs won a meaningless game. It almost looked like they weren't going to. Uh, Chargers almost messed up some draft position, if I'm not mistaken. A win would have moved them down a slot or two. But, yeah, I got nothing else. I'm just looking on Twitter and seeing that uh, it's it's looking like the Bears are – close to doing something but it's it, it's not a good thing so what my guess mean? is they're i think they're going to keep Everflus and fire getsy and just let him be the scapegoat instead of just cleaning house and starting fresh interesting nothing um, official though what a game from blaine gabbert phenomenal performance 15 for 30 154 passing yards he was incredible in this one as the chiefs win 13 to 12 um his first start since 2018 this game was a barn burner um yeah. <laughs> um moving on here, Rams at 49ers. Um LaMichael P. Ryan had 29 carries, which that's just crazy. Yeah, shout out LaMichael P. Ryan. Um, I think they just like picked him up right before that game to just throw him in a uniform, let him go out there. But <laughs> should have picked up Will Greer and done uh with the Cowboys in the preseason. <laughs> yeah. Um Rams at 49ers. Uh 49ers looked really good out of the uh, gate with Sam Darnold. Carson Wentz gets 17 carries in this game, which is just hilarious. Um, you know, classic uh, running quarterback, mobile quarterback Carson Wentz that we know and love. Um, <laughs> this game uh, decided that the Rams were going to get the six seed and play in Detroit instead of Dallas. They really had the decision in their hands there at the end of that game. Dallas was done. Detroit was done. They had the choice of do we want to go win this game or do we want to go play in Dallas? They chose to play in Detroit. We'll see how that decision works out for him. Um, but Puka breaks the rookie wide receiver record uh, because it's an 18 game season. Uh, I'm just going to keep saying that I just still, I mean, congrats to him for breaking a record with an extra game. But um, at the end of the day, he should not have been a pro bowler. I think both Amon Ryan and DJ Moore were more deserving than him, but that's all I got to say about this game. Respect. Uh, yeah, 17 carries for Carson Wentz. Is I'm on Rob first, though. Get that. I said his that, name that's first fine. for a reason. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm on Ron, DJ Moore instead of uh, Puka and Mike Evans. 
if I'm not mistaken. Mike but, Evans, I'm iffy on just because of the touchdowns, but it's like, that's, yeah. Yeah, Jamal Williams had like a million touchdowns last year, and he's ass. So Jamal Williams had a big one this week too. <laughs> just one. <laughs> yeah. But either way, this game had very little impact on anything aside from just where the Rams would end up playing, whether it's going to be in Dallas or in Detroit. Uh, they ended up picking Detroit, and I think it was the right decision whether they quote unquote picked it or not. Uh, Stafford and Goff playing their uh what's it called? Their former teams, Stafford coming back to Detroit for the first time. Great story. It's going to be a great game on Sunday night. Uh, San Francisco, of course, Sam Darnold looked pretty solid in the Shanahan offense. So, I mean, who wouldn't? I could probably complete a couple of passes and maybe a touchdown. I don't know. Chalk me up for like three for seven for a touchdown and like 23 yards. But Could you, could you run 17 times with the Rams offense, mm. though? I don't know. Oh, no, dude. I'd, I'd be moving like a turtle. Like it, He was. <laughs> there's no there's, – there's no, I'd be slower. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this game had no impact on me. Uh, I know you had a little bit of uh, fun with it, Josh, because of the Rams-Lions. But outside of that, I got nothing else. I just want to say real quick, I made the decision in my head. I was driving back to campus during the 3 o'clock games, and I was still at that point not knowing if I wanted the Lions to play the Rams or the Packers. The Saints was still an option on the table, so I was obviously hoping for that. But I made the decision after seeing that Jordan Love, uh, I believe, was the first touchdown in the Packer Bears game, and I was like, you know what? I think I think I want to play the Rams, uh, <laughs> and we'll see how that works out. Yeah, um, obviously both teams benched most of their players. Uh, kickers did play. Jake Moody missed his first field goal since Week Seven, so maybe that messes with his psyche a bit going into the playoffs. Rams have missed a league-high 16 combined extra points and field goals this season. They waived Lucas Haversick and brought in Brett Mayer. So that'll be something to watch in the playoffs. We'll see how that works out for him. Overall, Rams, like you said, Carson went 17 carries, led him and carries Ronnie Rivers with 13 second. Uh, Puka Nakua broke the record, like you said, and he was immediately taken out of the game. So Rams, they didn't care who they played. Uh, 49ers, we know that they have the the bye week next week. Sam Darnold was okay in this one, 189 yards and one touchdown. Uh, nice to see maybe a little bit of silence to the people who thought that um, he should be starting over Brock Purdy. I don't think that was really an option, but Brandon IU quiet three catches for 25 yards. He did play. So Rams get the win, and I'm excited for next week. All right, moving on here to Cowboys at Commanders. I'm going to keep it short and sweet here. Um, The Cowboys struggled early this game. They figured it out, dominated for the second half, second three quarters of the game, really. Uh, Cowboys win the East with the Eagles losing. They were going to win it if they won either way because they got that free win in Week 17 for no reason. Um, But Dak had a really good game, 31 for 36 passing. He was great. Uh, He hasn't had a... uh, uh, a lot of bad games this season. He's had a few. Uh, He was great this game. Cowboys get the win. They get the second seed. Yeah, Cowboys got a nice tune-up for the playoffs. Uh, Commanders, I mean, just just decide what you're going to do it to. Figure out your head coaching situation, whether it's going to be the enemy or going to bring someone else in. Uh, but Cowboys, like I said, they got a nice little warm-up before the playoffs, uh, and they get to go back to Jerry World and host a playoff game or two if they decide to win a couple. Yeah, uh, nice win for the Cowboys. Yeah, you dominated like you should have against the Commanders team. That st- stinks. Ron Rivera was fired after the game. Dak Prescott looked very good in this one. Four touchdowns. Allard looked okay, 70 yards and a touchdown. But CeeDee Lamb continues his phenomenal season. 13 catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns. He was undoubtedly the best receiver in football this season that played the entire season. 
maybe he's not the most talented, but he was the best receiver this season. Stats-wise, there's no question. Sam Howell, um, disappointing, finished his uh, first season as a starter, uh, just continued to get worse and worse. It wasn't as bad as it's been all year this week, but wasn't great. Brian Robinson Jr., he's been quiet the second half of the season. That continued in this one. So, Cowboys, uh, Mike McCarthy revenge game. Yep, moving on here to Bills in Miami. Uh, speaking of Miami, just a small little NBA nugget. Eric Spolster just signed his extension. Most pay, highest paid NBA coach in history. Eight years, $120 million, which is wild. Um, But congrats to him. Bills at Dolphins. Um, what a game this was. Um, Allen had a couple questionable throws this game, but he made the plays to win when he needed to. He was great with his legs. Um, Diggs had his first good game in a while. Uh, shout out to Josh Allen for he's been getting a lot of hate this season. Uh, do I think he's up? I mean, maybe he, maybe Mahomes hasn't had the best season. Do I think he's up there and better than Mahomes? Absolutely not. Uh, but he really turned this team around. Shout out to them. Uh, Bills get a huge punt return this game, symbolic of week one when this all, when all the bad started for them. They lost on a punt return and they go back and win the division on a punt return here. Dolphins had a chance late, but two threw a pick to lose the game for them. And just, like I said, shout out to the Bills. Shout out Josh Allen. Bills went from dead in the water to division champs and a two seed very quickly this season. Completely turned it around. Uh, I still don't know if I want to say it's fully because of Dorsey. But regardless, they did it. They won the division. Um, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl, but um, shout out to them. I think you're right. I don't think it was 100% the firing of Dorsey, but I think a big factor was the Dolphins adding Chase Claypool. The Chase Claypool effect is very real. Uh, the Dolphins, last year, they had a little bit of a self-implosion in December uh, and then kind of happened again this year. They just couldn't really get anything done. Uh, Tyreek Hill was in and out of the lineup with injury. But the Bills, they found a running game after getting rid of Dorsey. Unfortunately, this game doesn't really show that. It was more of Josh Allen just running it a bunch of times. But James Cook, he played a decent role in the passing game as well. He did drop a touchdown, but I think you can forgive him because he's been really, really good the last little month or so. But Dolphins, they got to go into Kansas City now in what is looking like, I believe, zero-degree weather as of uh, last time I checked in Kansas City. So I, in my opinion, I think it's safe to say that Dolphins' season is done if that rains true. But Buffalo, I mean, they're – they're getting hot at the right time, and if they can keep the ball safe, a.k.a. Josh Allen not being a dumbass and just throwing crazy passes, I think they can go pretty far. I don't know about the Super Bowl, but they might be able to find themselves into the AFC Championship game if they're smart with the football and they continue the run game. I can see that happening, too. Uh, just to touch on Eric Spolstra real quick, that contract, the way it sounds, is bigger than any contract in White Sox history, so that's cool. Um Buffalo runs the table. They win the AFC East again. Don't doubt Josh Allen. He throws interceptions, but he still scores a ridiculous amount of touchdowns. He's one of the best quarterbacks in this league. You can't argue it. He continues to find ways to win. Bills were 5-5 five and five through mid-November. Um, they fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, and from there on, they won 6-7, five straight to close out the season. Um, their offense wasn't the issue in really most games. It was just the tur- well the turnovers, but uh, – their offensive statistically was pretty similar to pre-Ken Dorsey, so maybe that was the issue, maybe it wasn't. But Bills dominated the time of possession in this game, uh, outgained Miami by about 200 yards, 
the turnovers really kept Miami in the game. Although one of the turnovers was on fourth down. So it's basically a punt. Buffalo uh, got the punt return touchdown, forced a three and out, got a touchdown, and that was basically game. Dolphins offense continues to struggle against good teams. Tua, especially 173 yards, two picks. Um, he's going to have to show up next week against an elite Chiefs defense. So we will see. All right, so that does it for the game reviews. We'll finish with a little bit of studs and duds. Um, for my stud, I have uh, Mamra St. Brown, uh, the Honolulu blue-haired man himself, seven catches, 144 yards, and a touchdown. He now has, like I said, nine games of 100-plus yards this season, leading the league. And my dud, Jalen Hurts, seven for 16, 55 yards, and a pick pre-injury. Um, so, like I said, I'm not going to make any injury excuses for him. He has been pretty bad uh, over the past month or so, and he's looking like how he was before he uh, made that magical run last year where they had a phenomenal season. And, wow, that contract looks tough. All right. Uh, for me, my stud will be Justin Jefferson, uh, 12 catches for 192 yards and a touchdown. He's always He's always just been a phenomenal receiver since he came into the league. And he continues to prove it year in and year out. Like you mentioned, Mike, uh, less than 10 games, and he still got 1,000 yards. He was hurt a lot, uh, re-injured him, or Josh Dobbs re-injured him, and then he ended up coming back and playing really well. Uh, my dud is the Bears' offense in important games throughout just the last five years. They decided to just go cold against the Packers twice, go cold against the Browns, and where if you win that game, you just start a streak and maybe make the playoffs. Either way, uh, I want to die, and yeah. Wow. Um, I didn't have his stats pulled up because I thought one of you would pick Trevor Lawrence as your dud, um, but neither of you did. I had uh, Tua Vailoa ready to go, but my dud will be Trevor Lawrence then. Um, game he needed to win, he just really did not show up. Uh, really rough performance. And my stud of the week, CeeDee Lamb, uh, again, just finished the season with a great game, 13 catches for 98 yards, two touchdowns. He was phenomenal again. So CD Lamb's my stud of the week, and Trevor Lawrence is my dud for ending the Jag season. All right. So that about does it for this episode of the Engage 8 podcast. As always, like, subscribe, hit those links in the description for our social medias and our Spotify and TikTok. We'll be back in a couple days to give you a playoff preview. We're also going to discuss Michigan winning the College Football National Championship over Washington last night. And maybe we'll touch on a couple non-playoff teams and how their outlook is for next season. Um, But with that being said, uh, we will see everybody in the next one.